parochial. This guy. Uh, this is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Uh, hello, concerned citizens, and a special hello to somebody joining us virtually in the anxiety chamber this week, Mr. Tom Merritt. Hello, sir. <sighs> Feels so good to be here. I'm 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 here with you, uh, listening every week, uh, and it's it's nice that you're responding to what I say this time. <laughs> I uh, I have to say, you know, there's always this thing where um, it's always surprising when you're somebody who makes stuff and all of your friends make stuff when you like each other's stuff like you always like each other's stuff but it's like sure there's there's so much stuff in the world a lot of stuff and so you're always like i wish i listened to that to your stuff more but i don't so it's always surprising and always like very flattering to me when somebody i know who i who i like who i who makes things that i enjoy is like oh yeah i listen to your stuff i'm just like you don't have to you don't have to (laughs) i i not only listened to it i missed it when it was gone like it was my it's my dog walking companion well bless your heart as because as somebody who fully owns 30 percent of podcast real estate it's true at this point in time it is uh it's it's an honor to hear that from you man and you know we we took uh great pains and great expense to extend the anxiety chamber beyond the confines of our previous studio now the anxiety chamber it's everywhere i i think people Mm. feel it i think they feel it yeah i'm not gonna say (laughs) that the listen the ends don't justify the means by any (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination but uh I am glad that everybody's up at my baseline now and kind of seeing the world that I always have, the way that I always have, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I like to feel that the anxiety chamber are the fears we felt along the way. Yeah, exactly. The fears were inside you all along, Tom. Uh, all right. <laughs> when there was only one breath caught in your lungs, that's I when this a, podcast was carrying that's you. That's one of the new symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I have a story here that uh, that I find delightful, and I, I there's some quality about it that seems very Tom Merritt to me. You guys will have to be the judge. Uh, this was sent to us on our Facebook group, posted there by Steve Heap. Thank you, Steve. Uh, this is uh, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/WeHaveConcerns, and this is a story uh, in Atlas Obscura, which is a website. I enjoy it. Love Atlas Obscura. Yeah, it's all about strange locations, uh, very interesting geographical anomalies, quirks of our planet. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of quirks of any kind. Yeah, they have an excellent book, which was uh, co-authored by my dear friend, Ella Morton. And it's really wonderful. And if anybody likes strange travel and strange places, I recommend picking up that book. I was going to say, I know somebody who worked on that book, and it was also Ella Morgan. <laughs> Small world. All right, so this is a story about uh, Roger Dickey and his mom, Ellie Talbert, who traveled to a place in the United States that I think is the perfect example of an Atlas Obscura type location. And here is why I think it will tickle Tom Merritt. It certainly tickled me because Tom and I share a certain love of uh, of language and the place that Dickie and his mom decided to visit. It's a place called Moose Boulder, which is the it largest. It better be a boulder that looks like a moose. It well, better you'd be. Think, you'd think, but it is not. It, it is, in fact, the largest island in the largest lake on the largest island in the largest lake on the largest island 
in the largest lake in the world. Okay. Back it up, Buffalo, 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 <laughs> Buffalo. Because here's yeah. what's going on. It, this, this, I'm, if I'm imagining this correctly, and I, and I think that I am, and if, uh, if you're imagining this at home, I'm picturing like a, like an island that basically looks like a target. I'm looking, I'm picturing like concentric <laughs> rings of land and water. And in the center is Moose Boulder. Well, yes. I mean, perfectly that's a, that's, concentric. <laughs> that's not, not perfectly concentric. But if you imagine Lake Superior. Like a pilot wings level, like where we, <laughs> like where we drop in boys Fortnite style, hit the bullseye and you're in most Moose Boulder. Superior, it said, never gives up her dead. That's right. So <laughs> Lake, Lake Superior, the world's largest freshwater lake has an island in it. The largest mm-hmm. island in that largest lake is called right. Isle Royale. There is a lake. So on this is the- a Fortnite thing. It's, it does feel like a Fortnite thing. Yeah. Isle Royale. <laughs> yeah, only one person lives uh, at the end, but they get chicken dinner, which is great. Um, so on the Island of Isle Royale in Lake Superior is mm-hmm. a lake. That Island itself has a lake called Siskuit. Uh-huh. Siskuit has an island called Ryan. Uh-huh. And according to Wikipedia, Ryan Island in Siskuit in Lake Superior on Isle Royale is home to a seasonal pond called Moose Flats. In that pond, when that pond is flooded, there is a tiny island called Moose Boulder. So Moose Boulder's a stretch. Is what you're saying. Because it's a pond, <laughs> not a lake. Like, if you're a lover of language, you have to see that they bent the rules here, Jeff. What do you think, Tom? Are, are, you, uh, is, are you intrigued by just the very notion of this sort of matroika of, of, of geography? Well, first Matryoshka, of all, being yeah. from Illinois, I, I have to wonder, isn't Lake Michigan bigger than Lake Superior? Well, it has to be... Well, yeah, right. Is are, is is it are, is it second biggest? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. Okay, but let's Maybe, just go with I mean, like uh, uh, according to Alice Obscura, Lake Superior is the world's largest freshwater oh, lake. Freshwater, freshwater. Lake. Okay, right. okay, 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 okay. Well, okay, Michigan's freshwater. Michigan's too, freshwater. Maybe maybe Superior is technically bigger than Michigan. Okay, whatever. Never mind. Doesn't matter because what's important here is this a boulder? <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. But what's a boulder? Right. Like, yeah, granted, it should. Anthony, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's a pond, not a lake. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for poetic reasons, we could call it a lake. Sure. Right? I, think I mean, it's that- a body of water, right? It's it's an island within a body of water within an island within a body of water within an island within a body. Yeah. Of water. yeah. And, and, and you know, the editor is going to go body of water. That's that's kind of clunky. Can you just call it a lake? Yeah. And you're going to be like, yeah, sure. Why not? So conceptually. It's kind of a neat idea in my, from my perspective, and it, it was from Mr. Dickey's perspective as well, Roger Dickey uh, and his can mom. Can I tell you what I think is, can I tell you what I think, I'm sorry, is the most interesting thing about this, actually, that makes it kind of cool? What's that? In a, uh, in a Republic serial, Indiana Jones, Nathan Drakey kind of way, yeah. is um, the island isn't an island all the time. You have to get there at the exact right time. Brigadoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it gets worse because it turns out that Roger Dickey and his mom, mm-hmm. he read about this on Atlas Obscura. He got intrigued. He's the kind of guy who goes around the world 
uh, finding these f- kind of fun places. He feels like uh, you know it's a really interesting thing to go to the westernmost well, tip once, of the western. Once again, as a continent. as a lover of language and a fan of language, chef, you have to admit that Roger Dickey does not find these places. He reads about these places and then goes to them. Visits the places. Yes, he visits the places. <laughs> but he took the boulder, didn't he? Jeff's a real fan of language <laughs> until he has an editor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, live live is a uh, live is a said fan of language, not la- fan of editors. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of speaking. I just like language. Um, so, so but he, he he makes a he, habit of going to these places. He enjoys the the idea of visiting strange and unusual places to see just see that thing. And it turns out, I'm gonna I'll jump to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. It turns out this thing does not exist. Whoa, Moose Boulder does not exist i have to retract how far does the conspiracy go also how many uh, lakes are fake yeah i have to say i'm gonna have to retract my recommendation of ella morton's book (laughs) (laughs) uh and i'm sorry to do it i'm sorry to do it (laughs) so this dude to his credit did some sleuthing some internet sleuthing he uh he decided to try to find out where it is so he could get there. And there is a Wikipedia entry for this thing. And there's an article on Atlas Obscura for this thing. So he started trying to find the people that made those entries. He did a reverse Google image search for some of the folks that had posted things and tracked them down. Yes. None of them responded to his messages. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he starts. Um, Was it all like the same image? Did he find out that the image all came from the same place? Like everybody was using like one image in their article, that kind of shit? Well, this is a lot like the picture of of Nessie, basically. There is one there is an image of this boulder sticking out of of, of water, and it has some grass and some uh some little shrubs growing on top of it, which kind of like people are like, it's an island because it has things growing on it. It's not just a mm. rock, you know? And so there's this picture uh that was posted. And there are uh, coordinates that were posted as well. Great. So he does this reverse image search, can't find anybody or can't get any response from anybody that posted any of the images or uh, or coordinates. So he ke- keeps going. He goes to the Wikipedia page for Siskiwit Lake. He gets in touch with a Wikipedia user who had edited that page in 2012 to include information about Moose Boulder. Uh, and that person pointed him to a book called Superior Wilderness Isle Royale National Park, which, by the way, is a fascinating place because it is literally the least visited national park in the country. No one wow. goes here. Is it the smell? What is it? No, it's the fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that everything in the park is made up. <laughs> when you get like you get there and like there's the uh there's like the uh the place where you buy like your parking pass for the day and you push it and it's just cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Moose flat. So this is this is a this is a book by Napier Shelton. Uh so That's basically not a real name. That dude's this, fake. <laughs> this is the book on Isle Royale, like the book on Isle Royale. Is Isle Royale real? Well, the book on Isle Royale has no mention of Moose Boulder in it. Right. You'd think if you're writing the book on Isle Royale, you're going to mention Moose Boulder. Seems like a pretty interesting thing. I don't know. We don't know how interesting Isle Royale is. Maybe it had to be cut for brevity. Maybe there's so much interesting shit going on in Isle Royale that we don't know about. Yeah. (laughs) You just can't fit it in. You just can't can't fit fit it in. 
There's <laughs> yeah. so much stuff on Isle Royale. Yeah. There's like an interesting, there's like an interesting hill. Uh, there's a very good, um, there's a dock <laughs> for boats. <laughs> there's some, some, some algae. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm this already, dude, I'm already tired, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I know. You haven't even finished the book yet. Uh, you're just in the first chapter. Uh, so, so he goes back to trying to figure out what this picture is and who posted it, right? So he uses the Wayback Machine to get to an older version of the internet. Yeah. To find out that the picture was actually uh, attached to a document from a geological research expedition to Ryan Island. Now, Ryan Island, you know, is one layer up. <laughs> We're in one layer up. Or one layer down Sis- from Isle Royale. Okay. Siskoit Lake is on Isle Royale, which is on Ryan Island. No, I think it's the other way around. The Isle other way Royale, around. then then Siskoit, then Ryan. Superior, superior Siskoit, Ryan Royale? Where is the, this is Got the it. inception of Lake Islands. If you, you know? spin it that's if you spin a top on Isle Royale, <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going. So check so, this out. So there's a geological research expedition to Ryan Island. No, but you still he, haven't. So you, but, but, so Ryan, then Royale, right? I can go back and check, double check. But I thought it was, I thought Ryan it you, is. Uh, if I'm wrong, it's because I'm, I'm not picturing. That's why I'm asking you. It's, it's. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is where the seasonal pond is. So Ryan is the deepest island. Okay. And that you have so the Royale, seasonal pond of moose. Yes. Okay. So it goes Superior, Isle Royale, Ryan, as far gotcha. as lakes. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So okay. so he uh, he gets in touch with a member of that act- of that actual research team that did the expedition to Ryan Island. And he says, Hey, I saw the picture that your team posted of Moose Boulder, and that dude's like we never went to Ryan Island. <laughs> we never no, got there. We didn't even get there. We had a research expedition to Ryan Island that never made it to Ryan Island. And the boat that they tried to take there was the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> They're all ghosts. So they, they got money for an expedition yeah. to Ryan Island. To do yes. what? Just geological survey, that sort of stuff. They and are, then they, they turned it in without going to the island? These are members of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. They never heard of Moose Boulder. Never heard of it. Don't even, never even heard of Moose Boulder. Never made it to Ryan Island. The picture that is supposed photographic evidence of Moose Boulder is from their expedition was taken by them, but is from a completely different place, a completely different rock off the coast of Isle Royale. And does that one look like a moose? <laughs> none of Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, none of them look like a, none of them look like a moose. Wait, so there is a smaller island within an island. It's just not Ryan Island. It's not the level of inception down that we need for this story to be worth talking about at all. Wow. What about Tea Kettle Island? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you Nothing. say? Nothing. Okay. I said, well, all so, right. So, okay. I, so get I actually love this because, because, because this happens all the time. This is, this is 
half of our episodes of this show are basically there's a if there's a subgenre of we have concerns that is everybody is writing about this thing and everybody is just basing their article on this original article that nobody actually read that was also wrong yes ah and this shit goes back we could we we blame this on the internet but this ain't the internet baby this is lazy journalism all the way throughout history tom you're a journalist comment no yeah i'm trained in journalism but i don't practice i don't claim to practice it anymore because of this (laughs) it's just too hard guys it's too hard to be truthful and factual and that's why we don't do it anymore (laughs) <laughs> Gwen Eiffel taught me one thing during my internship. It was <laughs> give up now. So what is so this guy, Roger Dickey and his mother get there. Well, okay, let me it gets worse on the uh the layers of false information because the actual Because the guy who wrote this paper pulled off his mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, the actual, And it was Gordon Lightfoot. It was a moose. It was, it was all moose the whole time. Oh, we'll get to the moose. Don't you worry. There's there Thank is God. a moose in this story. I, Wait, there's there's still more. Yeah, because I'm still wondering how the origin of the misunderstanding happened. So carry yeah. on. Get this the the actual Forest Service picks up on this idea that that their location has this wonderful anomaly because it's in Atlas Obscura. It's on Wikipedia and. Mm-hmm. Uses it in a press release that we're the home of Moose Boulder, the largest island in the largest lake in the largest island in the largest lake of the largest island in the largest lake. This national park is so poorly visited that even the rangers don't go there. (laughs) That is true. Because they hired an intern to write that press release. That intern has never been anywhere inside the park. They're like, oh, I just did a Wikipedia search. Yeah. Well, it is the least visited park in America. And so, mm-hmm. okay, so gets that gets us back to Dickie and his mom, who by this point in his investigation into Moose Boulder have realized he's pretty much certain it does not exist. But he's already booked the trip. And mom's excited. They're going, right? He hasn't told mom. He, he did not tell mom until he picked her up at the airport and went, hey, mom, uh... I'm excited about our trip. By the way, Moose Boulder isn't real. Can I tell you the difference between me and Roger Dickey right now? (laughs) Can I tell you the difference between me and Roger Dickey right now? The difference between me and Roger Dickey is I go somewhere that seems cool that I want to go. And when I get there, I look for a brochure for a place like Moose Island, right? I'm already here. There's already a ton of cool shit going on. Oh, look, they have a tiny island and a tiny lake and a larger island and a larger lake and a larger. That's fun. Is there a boat that goes there? Let's check it out if we have time. Roger Dickey is like, hey, mom, I know you're getting up there in years. You want to see the world? We want to go out with a bang. I've got the trip for you. Anthony, that is patently false because I know when you when you organized your trip to Japan, you told me before you went all like five places that you were specifically going to because of some weird quirk that happened to be there. So but don't they try were to sell already me on this. in places that I was going. That's the trick. And didn't have brochure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trick is I'm already going to Kyoto. Here's this thing that's right in Kyoto. I'll go there, right? I didn't go, well, I have to go to Japan 
because there's a there's a rock that looks like a duck. You don't fly across the country for that. Or the world. Let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you. Tom, you have to tell me if, if this is something that, that you would do. Because let me tell you how Dickie and his mom got to Isle Royale. Well, once okay? I know they're and lying to me, I go. <laughs> That's got, the thing. I go to prove the point. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to at that point. Uh, they got... They got there by seaplane, stayed overnight mm-hmm. at a lodge on Rock Harbor, mm-hmm. then caught a water taxi to Malone Bay, sure. the embarkation point closest to Siskiwit Lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They brought with them a canoe that they carried and then paddled two and a half miles to Ryan Island, which is barely a mile long, and then hiked Ryan Island this is this is this was the plan for a relaxing getaway with mom. Then they got lost. Mm. And by the way, they said they only saw between ter- twenty and thirty people the entire time they were on this trip. There's no one there, right? They get lost. They get uh, lost on the island that's only a mile. I think they got lost after they visited that island, saw there was no boulder, and then returned to the bigger island. Uh huh. And the boulder had been their their only landmark. <laughs> the only, yeah, they're like, we're to here the to prove that this boulder doesn't exist. Also, it is our guide point and our compass for this trip. Ah! <laughs> Poor planning. They they the only things that happen on this this island evidently are wolves and one moose. <laughs> And when they told the people about the fact that they saw the moose, they didn't see any wolves, but they saw the moose. To which people responded, "Oh yeah, you saw Bruce." Bruce, Bruce the moose. moose. Bruce the moose. Uh, there is evidently a dueling, uh, a dueling groups of people that believe that the moose is the predator on the island, or the wolves are the predator on the island. They haven't decided which one is the the alpha. There is not a lot going on in this. <laughs> no, <island. laughs> they'll get into fist fights over that too. I got a question about how Bruce. If Bruce is the moose on the island, I mean, there are no more moose on that island in ten years, right? Like. Yeah. How does Bruce, Bruce how's Bruce going to procreate? And how did he get onto the island? <laughs> the, Bruce is the story here. Why don't we get some some deeper analysis of Bruce the Moose? That's what I want. Does he occasionally like head over across the border to Thunder Bay or Yeah. Like, <laughs> is he always on the island? Bruce's so, boys come by in a fucking pontoon boat once a month. So Dickie and his mom 18 miles of hiking. At one point they lose the trail. It goes into night. They are completely lost. It's 3 a.m. It's completely dark. They have no idea where they are. They don't know where the wolves are. They find the ranger station, luckily. And uh, the ranger tells them they're still 10 miles away from the lodge where they landed. And they would have missed their flight off the island if the ranger hadn't driven them back there. So this was their escapade in attempting to debunk Moose Boulder. I would like to think... That when they were in that that when they were in that car with that ranger and the ranger was helping them get back, they were they got into like a they got into like a casual conversation. Oh, what are y'all doing here? Oh, we were just here to see Moose Moose Boulder, but it turns out it's not real. And like the 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 <laughs> ranger's just like, Oh, really? You yeah, uh, so, uh you didn't, we're you not didn't going, see it, did you? You missed the you missed the turnoff to the to the lodge where oh, we pick up the plane. No, no, no. I'm just taking you around the, the scenic route. You folks Honey, came all the way out. Us? So you say you didn't see it. That doesn't necessarily mean it 
isn't there, though. Maybe you, you say yourself you got turned around. Uh, no, we definitely proved that it's not there. But I, again, I think you're driving the wrong direction now. Clearly well, the wrong direction at this point. what's the right direction? What's the wrong direction? What's a real boulder? What's a fake boulder? <laughs> I mean, we have we know what's real and what's fake with... So, why are we stopping? I, I don't understand why we're even stopping right now. It seems... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Will whoa, you help whoa, me? The, just help me for a second. Get a couple shovels out of the trunk for me. <laughs> 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 Gotta do some park business. <laughs> So, Tom, I want to ask you, is this a badass? Is this Chronicles of a Badass? This is my backdoor Chronicles of a Badass story. These people debunked a myth. That, Did that, they, though? Did they? The Atlas Obscura took down, took down their Absence article. Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're did they right. go? So they brought a canoe, but did they bring a GPS? Did they go they to brought, the coordinates? They admit themselves they were lost and didn't know where they were. It's true. They did go to those I coordinates, he says. I'm a moose boulder believer. <laughs> you, I mean, there's I'm nothing a I moose can say. boulder truther. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the moose boulder is out there. Listen, you can't. You know, what do you know about moose boulder? Listen, they, they've got 5G. They've got nanites. Okay. In the, in the, in the atmosphere. Blocking Listen, the view of I, moose boulder. I'm looking at Siskowit Lake on Google Maps right now. Mm -hmm. I can zoom in on my own house and see furniture in the backyard. But for some reason, <gasps> this island is blurry. What, what are, are they trying to hide? They hiding. What is the government hiding? Why don't follow they want the us money. to see Moose Boulder? Follow the money. Follow the moose. They got bats. They got 5G. <laughs> they got a basement in the pizza parlor. It's all happening when you put the, the mask parlor. on. All you breathe is CO2. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lake News. Yeah, there it Lake is. Lake News. Jeff, it's, it's not often someone writes your title for you. This is why Tom <laughs> is the perfect guest. <laughs> Lake news, but I do want to. I do want to bring this back in. We have all worked, uh, whether we are uh, actively doing so or not. We've all worked in journalism before, and we've all worked in internet journalism, and we have all seen this happen. I'm sure there will be a day. Uh, I remember walking in, you know, to Discovery, and there would be a day where it's like we got to do a video on this real quick, and it's not. It's not the fault of the people asking for it, right? The people asking for that are, are executives and producers, and they just know this is what everybody's talking about. And so they're like, we should do a video on this. It's what everybody's talking about. And then you look and you realize you're like, oh, no, everybody's citing the same fucking source. And the same source is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, and, I, and I, I have two questions about this. First of all is. Would you have stopped at Atlas Obscura? Because I probably would have. I would have been like, oh, they're, they're trustworthy. They're right. reliable. I've never run across anything they had in there that didn't turn out to be true. So I might have stopped right there. Like, oh, Atlas Obscura says yeah. Moose Boulder, blah, 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 and blah, blah. And, like and if you're Atlas Obscura, you have your two sources because you've got the park putting it in their literature. And then you right. have the and then you have the original geological survey that mentions it. So you've got what you so, need. Here's my other question is once you've dug down, how did it get started? Well, Dickie believes that the second source, uh, the the Wikipedia entry 
wasn't malicious, wasn't trying to perpetuate a hoax, that it was an honest yeah. report, honest entry. Uh, but where did they get it from? Somehow somebody decided uh, the, the top level was perhaps somebody being flip or making something up to say something clever. Uh, what, you know, what if, and it got turned into a definitely is. That's so interesting. That is so yeah. fascinating. Uh, so now, so now the, the, the epilogue of all this is of course that all the moose, all the moose boulder stuff has been taken down. Obviously the parks removed it from their stuff. Atlas Obscura's removed it. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, been uh, edited. The Wikipedia has been edited. And this article that I'm telling you about is on Atlas Obscura explaining why they mm-hmm. are wrong. Or Love we're it. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, good for that. Yeah. Uh, this actually dovetails really nicely with the story that I want to talk about this week. But before we do that, uh, give us some money. Go yeah. to Patreon and give us some money. This is the only way you'll ensure that we give you the truth the truth about Moose Boulder that no one else is willing to tell you. It's real, it exists. You can visit it. You can visit it, but we can't listen. Listen, we're already on so many government lists, okay? We need to hide this sensitive information behind a paywall. <laughs> the National the truth, Parks. The, the, the National Parks can't see it if it's behind a payroll. That's because they the have truth. no money. We've defunded them. They we can't they have no money for a Patreon. You give just a dollar a month, that's more than discretional spending that all of the national parks have. This bit is depressing me. Here's what you get. <laughs> When you give us money on Patreon, you get bonus episodes, you get early episodes, you get access to the Discord, where we debunk conspiracy theories all the time. Also, we talk a lot about Animal Crossing. I don't know, man. We do a lot. And we should also say that we will have a bonus episode with our guest, Tom Merritt, for patrons only. You give uh, just a dollar a month, you get access to that episode. Uh, You give a little bit more, you get a little bit more. Head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. I want to talk about this thing that I found. That is about uh, how conspiracy theories emerge and how you can tell a real conspiracy from a false conspiracy. Okay. I I think. That seems pertinent. It seems incredibly pertinent, right? (laughs) Uh, A very interesting thing is, you know, especially right now, um, I'm seeing a lot of stuff in my feed that's just like, whoa, how did a literal pandemic turn into a political issue right Mm. and in the same uh, by the same token i'm seeing a lot of videos in my feed of people who are saying a lot of things about where the virus comes from what happens if you wear a mask what happens if you don't wear a mask everything up to and including the government is trying to make you wear a mask because they want to know who's compliant and who's not that's a thing people are saying about wearing a mask Mm. when there is a virus outside yeah um And so there's a lot of like, well, where do these things start and how do you tell information from disinformation on the Internet? And I think that's going to be, I think, in the next 50 years, the next generation, this is going to be the number one most important fucking skill a person has in the world is being able to tell information from misinformation online. Do you think it's the most important skill or it will end up being the most frustrating skill? Because I feel like we're getting into the ignorance is bliss era where literally just not being able to know truth from fiction, maybe that's just going to be easier. 
It'll just be so frustrating when you realize how many people believe so much bullshit. You know what I'm saying? How many 19th century newspapers do you read, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Because if you go back and read them, they didn't have objectivity. Mm. And people believed crazy stuff back then. Yeah. Uh, I think what's going to happen is in 50 years, they're going to look back. Kids are going to look back and go, they believed. How did they even bother believing yeah. that? How did that even work? How did that convince any? Yeah. This is like the, the leeches as medicine of right. geopolitical news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of, it is kind of like that, right? Where, where these, all these things all start somewhere. And there was this study by, uh, it was done here, uh, uh here in my bedroom, where I record. No, it was done uh, here in LA at UCLA um, from the UCLA College and the UCLA Samuel uh, School of Engineering. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to figure out if there is an automatic way to tell the difference between a genuine conspiracy theory and a false conspiracy theory through AI. They want to build <laughs> through AI. Through AI. They want to build an AI. <laughs> let the robots figure it out they're doing a great job so far here's what i'm going to say my <laughs> algorithm and my feeds right now all they do is surface truth and <laughs> and justice justice and good news and actual facts and useful information but yeah, you're so right. Let just let just give all the power to the robots. They're, they, wait, they'll never when you say a true conspiracy theory. What does that mean? Okay, so uh, <laughs> they use two examples, uh, and these are the two examples that they that they attempted to train their AI on. And I will horseshit say, and yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two examples. Is it horseshit or is it bullshit? Because bulls aren't real, Tom. Look it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bulls are from the mythical city of Chicago. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, here's what here's what I'll say before we start. If you think about how good the algorithms gotten at surfacing lies and trash, surely in the hands of a good person, you could make it do the opposite just as easily. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess that's where they're coming from. But the two. Okay. Uh, you okay. know what I mean? So, like, if you're not getting money for advertising maybe uh and you're doing it altruistically maybe you could surface actual real information uh so but you're saying there's a distinction between a conspiracy theory and something else that is a not conspiracy it, that, it, that is well I don't, I don't, it's things i guess it's a there's a let's call it a conspiracy and a myth Let's do that. A conspiracy and a myth or folklore that people believe, gotcha. right? Because hmm. there's a conspiracy that's a theory, and then you prove the conspiracy to be true. So the two that they use are Bridgegate. In 2013, there was this scandal in New Jersey where uh, people were saying that politicians were shutting down lanes uh, of a bridge uh, for politically motivated reasons. They wanted to get more money hmm. For specific budgets and in order to do so they were they were fucking up traffic on the bridge and fucking up people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis to get a little bit more money and so that this is was chris christie right yeah this yeah is yeah the, this is the yeah. chris christie thing and yeah. that started as a conspiracy that started as like hey the government is doing this let's look into it here's what we found you know what i mean people were saying this and then they had to right. prove it true the second one they used was good old comet pizza the pizzagate mm -hmm. myth right right so Bridgegate turned out to be true. They were, in fact, 
affecting lanes because of pol- politics uh politics and money yeah uh chris christie yeah, wanted yeah. to get uh wanted to get additional money and i think there was some sort of like right. committee stuff that he was trying to do um it was all it was just it was graft it was crooked so shit. the machine learning algorithm they're trying to train is to say could you without doing the investigation mm-hmm. tell that bridgegate would end up proving true but comet pizza yes wouldn't. and so the idea is okay. to train this ai to look for origins and then connections because what they mm-hmm. found is there is a structural difference if you look at the lattice work of an actual thing that will eventually be proven true and you know some of the exaggerations that come up around it and something like pizzagate which is entirely and essentially false right the way those stories will spread and the connections and the nodes if you picture the netting and the web of those stories will be fundamentally different was their theory and machine learning is really good at finding that kind of stuff yeah it's, it doesn't have to know what it's looking for. You just say, look for this kind of pattern. And it's like, great, let me see if I can figure that yeah. out. This, okay. is a, this is literally an AI that's trained to determine the difference between lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mark Tua AI. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's a like stretch it. and I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go because <laughs> you're a guest. <laughs> you're too, too generous. <laughs> uh so they they actually ran it and they say now this is this is the first initial study they're not saying that this is an an ai that's ready to go don't deploy this tomorrow but they did find intense structural differences between these two stories that you can apply to things that are happening now so one of the things that they showed is that um false conspiracy narratives are held together by threads that connect multiple characters places and things But if you cut one of those threads out, the rest of the story can't work without it. Whereas a real conspiracy, something that will eventually be proven real, has multiple connections, right? Because real things are a little messy. And the way they made this, the the way they explain this is, um, if you take one of the characters or story elements out of the theory, the theory doesn't work at all. So with Pizzagate, with Comet Pizza... You had to use the WikiLeak dump of emails and you had to interpret those emails in a specific way for any of the rest of the story to work. No matter who you said was at Comet Pizza, no matter what you said was going on, no matter what you said was happening and all of the all of the false details that pop up around it, if you remove those emails, there's nothing else connecting any of those things together. So you can say, well, there were these emails where they mentioned Comet Pizza but like, are there literal pizza receipts? Are there documents that show that these people went there? Are there documents that show there is a basement in Comet Pizza, which it turns out there wasn't, right? Like, all of these things come together, but if you pull one of them out, like if you pull out this false basement, the same way you pull out the emails, all of a sudden Comet Pizza doesn't work. There's no basement in Comet Pizza. So where are anymore. they not anymore because they filled it in. But that's the thing is conspiracy theories will then go, well, they could have done this since then or well, they could have done that since then. But everything falls well, apart without one detail. That's the nefarious thing about conspiracy theory thinking is that the the evidence of it not being true to the conspiracy thinker mm-hmm. is evidence that it is true. Right. You know, it, the uh, there's no there's no receipts for the pizza. 
Of course there isn't. Well, That's yeah. how I know it's true. Yeah, you right. Know? Because they made sure that there were absolutely, I mean, if if it wasn't true, there'd be a few receipts around because they wouldn't be being careful to cover things right. up. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And of course- The they, absence of evidence and of course, is yeah, evidence of absence. Nobody said they're actually going to Comet Pizza. They just hint around it in code because if they actually said anything about it even once, yeah. they'd be caught. They say no receipts. Yeah. Um, so, whereas with the Bridgegate, like- there are emails between the two people that were involved in Bridgegate because they work for the same part of the government. You know what I mean? Like all these government officials have emails. All of these traffic ca- traffic cameras have uh, have evidence. It's all real. You can pull you can pull the traffic cams out, and there's still news reports. There's still people. Yeah. There's all this supporting information. And you don't have to make up a like. Well, of course there isn't because there is because there's a exactly thing that you can point to. And the th- you know, and it's easy to say. Well, conspiracy, the people who believe a conspiracy theory who are deep, your people who are into QAnon or things like that, they will find a way to fill this in because they have to, they need to, right? It's part of their belief and they're going to make this conspiracy work. Where this is going to be helpful is it's going to be helpful to people like your great aunt who sees one thing on the news uh, or one thing in her Facebook feed about how... If you put a mask on for eight hours, you breathe too much CO2 and you die. Like, yeah, it's going to make sure that, oh, eventually an AI will be able to track that information back and be like, no, no, no. This is coming from a bad place. We should not surface this or I mean, I'll be honest, that one's pretty easy to debunk. Sure. (laughs) But that's the thing. Literally put a mask on for a couple of hours. Oh, sure. Risk your life. Put on a mask. Yeah, I'm going to be the Uh, guinea pig. for that. You go ahead, Jeff. Sure. Uh, Uh, Well, I mean, what this is, this is going to be good at labeling, slowing down promotion, identification. It's not really going to be good at convincing. No, it's going to be good at keeping it from spreading. I mean, it would be good for Verizon, who's like, I don't want to advertise on Facebook right now because I might end up next to QAnon. If Facebook could say, hey, we have this machine learning that can tell when QAnon has changed their name and started a new group because it can recognize these conspiracy theories. It would be good for stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I think <sighs> there are people who will just casually believe things if they hear it enough, right? Because they're not invested. It doesn't mean they're dumb. It means they're not invested. Right. But also dumb. And I, I'm curious. Uh, it feels like I'm curious the, the details of how this works, because it kind of feels like and maybe it's just based on the two examples you noted, but mm-hmm. it feels like you need a complete data set to know. Right. It, how does the how would the A.I. know it's analyzing enough mm-hmm. to make to draw a conclusion? Right. If, if you're at the beginning of the conspiracy theory, like the first couple of days of Bridgegate kind of felt like it could go either way, right? Sure. It, it felt like we were onto onto a real story, but it also felt so preposterous. Well, and that's kind it, of, th- it, that's another thing that they mentioned. So first of all, you start at the end. You start with all the information that's out now and you trace it back. You don't go from back to right. front. You go from front but to back. But that's the problem right? is we need something from front to back, right? Because we need, the useful bit of the AI would be Hey, I just got this wacky email. What's the deal? Yeah. You know, and at the beginning of the bullshit stream, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's and it's going to be one of those things where, I mean, obviously it can't time travel, but it's going to be constantly like looking. But what if it could? But what if it could? What if, what if the government has been able to time travel this entire time, Anthony? <sighs> I mean, there's no, I there's mean, no proof. You can't say they haven't. You can't say they haven't. 
right? I haven't yeah. seen plans for Look. a time machine, which is like, come on. Shouldn't they be planning? Pretty sure Lincoln's holding an iPhone. <laughs> Shouldn't they be planning for a time machine? There would be something. Um, why wouldn't, why they? wouldn't they? Uh, but one of the things that they say is there is uh, quick versus quick build versus slow burn. False conspiracy theories tend to have a quick build. They tend to happen real fast and take hold real quickly, and the narrative stays the same. Whereas, like, slow burn would be something like Bridgegate, where it's like, well, I'm hearing a lot of different things, and it's all really weird, and nothing's coalescing, and that's because real information takes a long time to verify, and it takes a long time for the actual, like, clean and clear narrative to be built out of it. And so when you send this AI back, you're like, well, we want to know if this thing that's being said right now is real. AI, find all the information that's out there on this now and trace it back and see how quickly it coalesces. Man, it really feels like this AI is rife for conspiracy thinking about it. Yeah. You know, like Tom, would <laughs> well, you, would yeah. you believe right. if, if, if this tech came out and, yeah. and Zuckerberg, you know, some, Zuckerberg says tomorrow, don't worry, we've created this AI. We, we have the AI that figured it out. And then there's like big headline, something that you were curious about whether it was real or not. AI says not real. Oh, yeah, or, or, or Zuckerberg. AI says real. Well, that, that's why I said it's not going to be good at convincing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be good at slowing the spread. It's going to be good at at fending off the propagation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there's a whole separate issue of how do you convince someone their conspiracy theory isn't true? Because this this the machine learning algorithm is not a rhetorical device. It's just good at being trained to identify, hey, this one doesn't seem like it's true, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and to your to your question, Jeff, the way machine learning works, and I always say machine learning instead of AI because AI means mm-hmm. nothing. AI is just like a big, you know, catch-all word for a bunch of stuff. But machine learning particularly works by saying, let's give you the cats and teach you what a cat looks like so that you can then create new cats that never existed before. Right. And that's that's what you're doing here is you give them full conspiracy theories and you're like, these are true. These are not. Get good at being able to identify that. Now we can apply you unsupervised to something that's new. And we know you're so good when we did it, when we knew the answer that you'll probably be right about these early. And parts. I think it would work. It would probably work uh, the way a lot of these things do now, which is certain stuff gets flagged and sent to a queue and then there is a, there has to be a team of humans sitting and going, okay, yeah, go ahead and flip the switch and oh, make yeah. that fake. You know, uh, my my issue <laughs> yeah. would be Dewey defeats Truman. Yeah, got, got it. it. Done. All good. <laughs> no notes. Move on. Um, but my thing is like, okay, this algorithm is created. It's licensed out to people like Facebook, people like any any media company. Anybody can license out this this algorithm because it's software. What are people going to do with this software that's bad? Mm-hmm. What are the bad things that come from this? Yeah. Refine your yeah. conspiracy theories. Exactly. <laughs> Make them more potent, you, more believable. You make a generative adversarial network out of this algorithm and another yep. one so that they train each other to come up with bulletproof conspiracy oh dude we are yeah, it's the we are gibsoning and stevensoning so much faster than i ever thought we would yeah i so never true. thought it was gonna happen in my lifetime i never thought and we are getting there man this is what it's gonna be it's gonna be like literal cyberpunk style 
fucking inf- information wars. We don't say info wars anymore. We say the full thing. And it's going to be like, you are going to have to be able to tell. You're going to have to have software and counter software. And people are going to have to be smart enough to figure this shit out for themselves. It's frightening. And none of it's going to work. None of it's going to work well yeah, at all. Because it That's never does. <laughs> That's the problem. It never does. I, the problem is our software mm-hmm. is buggy. You know, human software is so buggy that we are actually designed to make those connections where none exist. You know, we yeah. are built, our software is built to go, well, that certainly makes a whole lot of sense. You know, when it's, I mean, our, our software is well optimized just for living on a savannah. Yeah. <laughs> hunting and gathering <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah you know give us a gazelle our software We're is like the shit the out use of our software is like you know when you go into uh you know when you go in and you're working in an office for the first time at like some company that you think is like really high tech and then they show you like the back end to fill out your invoice or your time cards and you look at it and you're <laughs> no. like holy shit what is what is this this was built before there were even computer mice and they're like yeah but it works and like the whole system's built on it and if we like pull and we got a couple workarounds just ignore question yeah, seven like yeah. if no, we what, get rid what, of it now we have to rebuild the whole company and like that's our software it still works well, yeah. it's, it's optimized for man gary died and yesterday <laughs> gary ate from that field over there we should probably not eat from that field over no, there. That field, that's, that's, hey, did you hear that? That might be a tiger. Yeah. Let's run. No, yeah. that's tiger field is what we call that. <laughs> Wait, Gary died from eating something bad, but it was a tiger that did it? Shut up. We don't talk about tiger field. It's cursed. <laughs> or Barry. <laughs> uh, Thomas, or somebody, Gary. You, you, th- you think about this. Gary is dead to us literally tom you think about this stuff all the time i mean this is this is kind of your beat like um is like how big of a is this as huge of a problem do you think it's do you think it's looming as huge as i think it's looming or it's it's actually part of our software to think it's always a looming problem that's larger (laughs) than it is so i always try to remember that is like you know, we, we've been predicting our own doom. Like, man, we invented nuclear bombs when we really had no idea what they right. did, right? <laughs> We're like, oh, we can put nuclear bombs in a, in a jet and in your car and in your refrigerator, and uh, and it's just going to make the world perfect. And then we started to figure it out. So I, th- I try to comfort myself that, like, it's never as bad as it looks like it's going to be because a, it never ends up working the way you think mm-hmm. it does. And there's always a way to mitigate it. Uh, and that's my hope. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, it's a little, a little more optimistic than we like here, but we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. Tom, where, do, where do people hear all of your many things and hundreds of podcasts and read all your great books? Yeah. Uh, go to Tom Uh, two R's, two T's. And, uh, that has all my shows, all my books, uh, and all of that. Uh, the one I'm most proud about right now is called know a little more at know a little more.com, which is just me going into one topic every time. So 5g, oh, arm, 5g gave us the coronavirus because the bats. Yeah. Every week we talk about bats. Uh, there may not be bats. Uh, so don't be disappointed if you listen and there's not bats, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's just uh, deep dives on tech topics. And I feel like seven out of 10 times, it does go back to the bats. I mean, I'm <laughs> uh, and remember, if you're a patron, uh, we've got a bonus episode with Tom that you can listen to right now as well. And if you're not a patron, uh, go give us your money. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. <laughs> <laughs>